You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Slensky along with Father Craig Hochalter. We are here at beautiful St. Anne's Catholic Church in Bismarck. Um, it's just a great place kind of to uh, have a show, quiet, but yet... Uh, very kind of surreal. So thank you for being with me today. Yeah, you bet. I, I'm I'm really liking it too. It's very, for those of you who have not been here, it's it is, it's very. I think it's very Catholic Church parish hall ish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I could use that four word, that four word characteristic, because you have Our Lady Guadalupe, you know, you have Marian images. Of course, we, right in front of us, we have Our Lord on the on His crucifix. Mm-hmm. It is it it's and but yet it's you know it's. I you like can, it. Yeah, and you can see the sunshine a little yeah. bit, even though we're on a lower level. But it's just, it's uh, there's something about it. It's so, a great studio. Yeah. Catholic Radio. Yeah, absolutely. So just a reminder to our listeners, um, we do have our fundraising banquets coming up here. They, that is, we are 100% listener supported, and so we'd appreciate um, all of you coming to these. We have some great keynotes coming up on Thursday, November 3rd in Rapid City, South Dakota. We will have Dr. Ralph Martin. And then on Thursday, November 10th in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, we will also have Dr. Ralph Martin there. Thursday, November 17th, we we travel to Aberdeen, South Dakota, and we have Teresa Tamioth. On Monday, November 21st, here in Bismarck, North Dakota, we have Dr. Ralph Martin, and Father Craig Hochalter has kindly agreed to be our MC, so we're excited for that night. Uh, Thursday, December 1st, we travel to Minot with Dr. Ralph Martin as well, and that will be our first year in Minot, so... We do hope that we get a great crowd up there from the surrounding communities. Tuesday, December 6th, we travel to Rochester, Minnesota with Steve Ray. Um, we had Steve Ray here at many of our um, banquets last year, so he should be awesome as well. And then we get into the 2023, 2023 uh, season, February 6th in Fargo with Dr. Ralph Martin, and on to Duluth, Minnesota with Dr. Ralph Martin. So lots going on. Um, our Kind of our our main time for fundraising. Um, we just would appreciate everybody coming out, having a wonderful evening, listening to the keynote. You can register on online at realpresenceradio.com or you can also call us at 877-950122 if you have, need any information on those. So, exciting times. You know, Karen, I would say too, I think your these banquets, your banquets, Real Presence banquets are excellent for those that you know, you, you go to Sunday Mass, um, and, and you, you kind of want to get more involved. We've been, you know, that was kind of the theme with Ellen, you know, a little bit. Even with Jake mm-hmm. in the first segment of, of growing in our faith, you know, and, and kind of staying at the boundary, you know, like kind of, or staying at the outside. But this banquet's a great way to do that. It's, you know, you're, you're one of hundred of, uh, I mean, it's a huge crowd of people mm-hmm. over food and drink. Who doesn't relax over something like that? And. And you listen to you know an educational talk. It's listeners. If you haven't been to one before, go for it. You know wherever you're at, uh, they're all over the place in the, in the network of real presence. But if you're here close in Bismarck, November 21st, we'd love to see you at the event center. Absolutely, it's such a great um, opportunity. I think for you know everyone. I mean our our Catholic communities and even non-Catholic. We've had a lot of people that have come to these banquets, and you know have questioned um, about the Catholic faith and how we've had conversions. So that's also a plus for us. Amen. Yeah. So 
We have a great uh, guest. We're we're trying to get a hold of of her right now. Is she on yet, yet Karen? I don't I think don't she is. I don't think so. Dr. Maria Mini is going to be joining us here shortly. On a, on a, on a great uh, burdening yet, but a, a really, um, you know, it's, it's, it's becoming more and more. I was just speaking with an individual last week, uh, Karen, who was offering uh, her time and her, her, her uh, professional skill set to the work of infertility. Mm-hmm. And so Dr. Maria Marie uh, Meany uh, has written a book, uh, When Expecting Doesn't Happen, and it's uh, more or less, you know, offering a journey of hope, really, of, mm-hmm. of, of really praying for and going after and begging our Lord for that Christian virtue of hope so that what our Lord promises in our life still can be true, uh, with a, uh, a horrible burden of of couples, husbands and wives experiencing infertility, you know, I'm, I'm working on that on the priest side, and Karen, I'm sure with you, you know, in your friend circle or with your, you know, work of of um, of Real Presence Radio, I'm sure it's. It's just a great burden. And you do hear a lot of different, um, you know, testimonies, stories about it. Um, They pray, um, and they, I think, you know, what happens a lot of times is prayer comes to fruitation. Mm -hmm. You know, don't you think? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's, you know, what we've heard. And so... um, I think they too, you know, it's... There are no, numerous ways of, you know, it's, I mean, I've known, I've known couples, I'm sure you have too, of, you know, a great road to go down, and I'll say it probably a few times in this segment, is adoption mm-hmm. or fostering, right? Mm-hmm. And then you'll see it, and, and I know a, f- a handful of couples that will do that, and then there are a couple of years into it, one, two, three years into it, and then they get pregnant. Yes, yeah. It's it's amazing how the it Lord can work. It is amazing, yes. And, you know, the whole world of doctors says it can't happen, it can't happen, it can't happen, you need a miracle. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what our Lord does. Absolutely. For those that hope in Him. Yep. I, uh, so. And you know, it's, it is the month of the rosary. It is, yes. So, there's no, I, and, and in fact, I just, um, it's a great month, listeners, to, uh, you, you know, maybe you've read read this topic, but... Something that's really needed, Karen, nowadays, uh, with all of the, the you know, the world of digital media and social media, is to more and more awaken our imagination, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, I'm glad we talked about the first uh, Benedictine sisters who, who erected foundations of hospitals and, and, and education, uh, you know, a century ago, and the imagination and the vision they had to have. And and I think that's that's deadening a little bit. I think it's dying. It's weakening in in our minds nowadays because everything is so. You can see everything. You know everything's so visceral and it's so sensible. But to your point of October being Our Lady of the Rosary, right? The month of the Rosary and the month of angels, mm-hmm. and something that you know mm-hmm. is not preached enough on. I have this conviction. I just preached on it last Sunday. But to really to to pray for that Catholic imagination, a sacramental worldview, you know, you know, friends, to see what can't not be seen, you know, and it's faith that allows us to do that, the virtue of faith, the divine virtue of faith, to pray to our Lord every day, to see what he sees and to feel what he see- feels, you know, to know what he knows and to love what he know, love what he loves. It's so important, Karen, and, yeah. and I think the rosary is one of these things, right? Mm-hmm. Because either we go through those 50 Hail Marys, and we're, man, you know, by like the, by like the 20th one, we're like, ugh, 30 <laughs> more. 
You know, we've all had this experience. Right? It's, a, it's like kind of a banal experience of praying the rosary. But we also have had the strength that comes from it. Mm-hmm. And when we get kind of, you know, like in a holy way lost in the mysteries and the repetition of saying the Hail Marys and the Our Fathers, and, and to imagine each of the mysteries, you know, like the visitation of Mary visiting Elizabeth and what that would have done to Elizabeth. And to be absorbed into that, the Lord can really work in that. You know, I think we've had that experience too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting because um, when I was in the seventh grade, my grandmother gave me a rosary that I still pray to this day that um, she told me that if you pray this every night, or for sure every day, mm. God will get you through everything. And I firmly believe that. I feel so blessed that she did teach me that at a very young age. And um, that's been my mainstay. And you're right. You you have that connection, you know, with the Blessed Mother, with our Lord. And and somehow, good and bad, you get you get through life. <laughs> so, you know, I just amen to her and, and, and thankful for for that teaching. So. I think it centers, you know, and, and makes stable our day when it, it's, you know, it's a beautiful prayer handed on. And what helps me, you know, when I'm like, Ugh, do I really have time or uh, I just don't really, my heart's not in it, is to imagine, right? To, to uh, as I was saying, kind of reawaken my imagination. Now, how many saints would have prayed this very prayer? How many saints would have held in their hands a rosary? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's neat. and and I think that that to me that's always been powerful for me with the mass of, of priest saints saying mass and and you know trying to imitate how they would have said it in their piety and devotion, but also in their in the rosary. You know, of how many saints would have before bed when they're waking up, when they're traveling, when they're walking, mm-hmm. when they're working, would have prayed those same beads. You know, mm-hmm. the Our Father and the Hail Mary and the Glory Be, and and the great legacy we have of John Paul II. You know, who has given us. Another five, uh, a set of five, you know, the luminous mysteries, the mysteries of light. Um, it's beautiful. And to give that to your angel too, friends, I want to get back to that is, you know, there's such an invisible, a supernatural world in our church. And we have to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that's very real. And our angel, you know, our guardian angel, but then all the angels um, can lead us to see that and to experience it, to taste it, which really centers us, I think, grounds us and, and what our friendship should be, you know, with our Lord. And the guardian angel prayer that, mm. you know, that's another one um, we every learned night. is, yeah, every night, you know, and it, it seems kind of weird, but I always have the vision of the guardian angel with the children. That's always my vision when I, when I um, you know, say that prayer. And, and I just know in my heart, though, that that guardian angel is there in so many different times. I, I have to share a story about the rosary as well. Um, we were coming back. I was coming back with two um, friends of ours, two male friends from a basketball tournament in Laramie, Wyoming. And one is a fallen away Catholic, the other one is a Catholic. And um, and as we were coming back, we hit this storm, and they had the storm storm chasers out there. It looked like, I mean, the the sky just got black. It was like it seemed like this tornado was going to come down, whatever. And I was sitting in the back seat, and I I was praying the rosary, and these two were just like what are you doing? And I said, I'm praying the rosary so that we're safe. And all of a sudden, the clouds opened up and the sun came through and we drove through. And these two guys literally were in shock and they're like, oh my gosh, keep praying those beads, Karen. And I'm like, and the one called his wife and then the other one called his wife. And I was like, well, I'm telling you, the power of prayer, it works. It so, does, yeah. absolutely. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, we um, are going to take a short break here, and when we come back, we will have our guest on. I'm um, excited for her. Yeah, It'll Dr. Marie, Marie yeah. will be on here shortly, so stay tuned with us here. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo De Filippis of St. Luke Productions. The Event of Christianity We have come to believe in God's love. In these words, the Christian can express the fundamental decision of his life. Being Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but the encounter with an event, a person, which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. St. John's Gospel describes that event in these words. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should have eternal life. In acknowledging the centrality of love, Christian faith has retained the core of Israel's faith while at the same time giving it new depth and breadth. The pious Jew prayed daily in the words of the book of Deuteronomy which expressed the heart of his existence. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Jesus united into a single precept this commandment of love for God and the commandment of love for neighbor found in the book of Leviticus. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Since God has first loved us, love is now no longer a mere command. It is the response to the gift of love with which God draws near to us. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter, and be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Real Presence Live, the 19th of October, 2022. I am one of your co-hosts this morning, Father Craig Holkalter, parochial vicar at the Church of St. Anne here in Bismarck, along with Karen Selensky uh, of Real Presence Radio. Karen, it's been great so far. We are rocking and rolling. It's been a wonderful show. We have on online now, we have on the phone with us uh, Dr. Marie Meany. Dr. Meany, good morning. Good morning, Father Craig. <laughs> and where, where do you come from, Doctor? Where do you live? Uh, I live in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. And what do you do there? I, we're going to move into this, uh, this very important topic for our listeners this morning of, of couples, husbands and wives, uh, moms and dads, perhaps, who are experiencing infertility. Uh, yeah, so I'm... Sorry. <laughs> go right ahead. We're in Pennsylvania, yeah, and what I'm, do you do? I'm a homeschooling mom. I'm I'm actually an academic by training. My area is comparative lit and philosophy, and um, and I've come to infertility from personal experience. That's why I started writing about it. 
Well, wonderful. Thank you for, for being with us. Your book, When Expecting Doesn't Happen, uh, what, what, where is your heart in this, Dr. Minia Marie? Where, tell us what kind of came to in offering this book to these, you know, so many people that experience this. It's a great burden. Uh, and in some ways, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, fitting that we we're, we're celebrating the memorial of the North American martyrs today, Saints John Brebu and, and Isaac Jogues and their companions. There's a real martyrdom, a, a real yeah. martyrdom in, in, in fertility. Uh, yeah. Tell us about your book and, and what moved you to write it. Yes. So um, it, you're absolutely right, Father Craig. It, it's, a, it's a terrible cross, a pain that often you don't expect, nor did we when we got married. And it took us nine years uh, to be gifted with a little girl, which we're so Aww. happy about. But um, I came to write this book, the first version of it, in 2006, when we didn't know whether we'd still have children. And it's grown and appeared in different languages, and now I came back to it to sort of really expand it and give everything I have and put everything I know into it. Um, and my reason for doing so was that I found I needed spiritual help how to deal with infertility day in and day out, because my husband and I accepted the teaching of the church, and we found it very, very helpful, but it did not help us just to know how to shoulder this from day to day. And, um, you know, infertility has been uh, compared to the loss of a child. It's simply a loss you've never known, you've never held in your arms. And it's really that way. I mean, your heart is absolutely breaking day in and day out. Uh, Marie, uh, th thank you for your, you know, just your witness to to this, and uh, you know, to the moral teaching of the church. It's it's uh, uh, as you've come to know, I think on a many levels, but perhaps where the faithful or those who are struggling do not engage on all levels of, they they recognize it somewhere inside as it's being true, uh, but but maybe not always filled with goodness and beauty. You know, like, and really to touch and, and to taste our Lord in it and, and the mm -hmm, wisdom of mm -hmm. the church, you know, of, mm -hmm. of all of the illicit responses one would have to infertility. You and yeah. your husband, you know, agreed with the teaching of um, that they're, they're outside of, of the conjugal act. There is no other way to attain, mm -hmm. um, uh, to procreate. Tell us what, what, you know, what if you could share an insight from your book of, couples that are dealing with how to shoulder it at the spiritual level and really to go yeah. after the Christian virtue of hope, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so um, I think you have to accept that this is, this, is, this is really hard and that you have to mourn through this. I think there's a tendency to want to be very courageous and to show a big mm -hmm. smile to the world and not realize that was one of my big mistakes, and, and that's one of the things that was very important for me to write down. No, this is terribly hard. And you have to go through a mourning process. And there will be different phases that one talks about, you know, denial and anger and all of that. And, and you should be aware of that and simply take the mourning as it comes and accept it step by step. And the mistake I made was always thinking, well, how, how can I live with never having a child? What about if I never have children? That just life seems so dreary. And, um, and I realized, no, God isn't expecting me to give an answer for my whole life. He's expecting me to give an answer now for this second, this minute. And I thought, well, for this second, I can say yes to this. I'm not saying it for tomorrow, and hopefully by tomorrow I might be pregnant. But, um, mm. you know, for now I'm saying yes, and I found that really, that was really a, a game changer. I think another thing that's very important is for the spouses to, 
to support each other. You know, it's more easily said than done, but I think to realize that uh, men and women process these things very differently and that one may suffer more than the other and um, that you have to try to meet the other where he or she is. So generally the woman needs to speak more about it, cry more about it. The husband is frustrated because he'd like to fix it and he can't. So, you know, let the woman talk. Women understand that your men may not be very communicative, but that doesn't mean they don't feel it deeply. Ask your husbands to accompany you at your doctor's appointments. It's very depressing going to uh, you know, a gynecologist and seeing all these pregnant women in the waiting room, and, and you're there still trying to conceive. Um, they're kind of simple things, but they, they, they make a big difference. And, you know, for those for whom it, it turns, it seems to be going in the direction of a depression, I'd, I'd suggest try to find a good Catholic therapist to get help before it becomes too overwhelming. Marie, th- thank you for that. Uh, that's a, uh, um, a w- w- strong breath of of insight, wisdom uh, for our listeners, so they know what are as you engage the topic. What are some? What are the ways? Some approaches to infertility that go against church teaching that you can name for us, Marie. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I guess the main one nowadays is IVF. That's in vitro fertilization. Uh, couples that have been suffering from infertility not very long mm-hmm. are very quickly proposed as the way out, the way to get a child. That's that's a big lie. Um, if they're lucky, they have about one-third of a chance of having a child, and that's probably after more than one, one cycle of trying with a lot of physical and psychological pain and, and difficulties. And, you know, people who've gone through it speak about that. And uh, even if they may not necessarily regret it, some do, but, but they say it was, it was really harrowing. And the thing about it is that it doesn't heal the couple from its infertility. It replaces them as a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the right way for doctors to go, and I'm sure we'll talk about other methods in, in a second, is to try to heal the couple so that they can have a baby natural way, and that's the way it feels right. You know, we are so tuned in to the needs of our unborn children these days. We sing to them. We don't want them to be traumatized in any way. But somehow for them to be, you know, conceived in a lab, in the cold and sterile environment of that, and doctors deciding which baby is going to be implanted, which is going to be tossed, which is going to be frozen, that's no safe environment. That is potentially extremely traumatizing, and it is not only that, but it's a grave injustice that we're committing against our children. Children are not commodities, they're gifts, and I really understand the incredible incredible pain of, of couples who want to have children, who desperately want children. This is not the way to go. You can already make decisions as a parent without having children, namely by wanting what is best for your children. And this is not what is best for your child. That is a grave injustice you'd be committing against your child. Now, couples that have gone through IBF and have children can be wonderful parents afterwards. I'm not, you know, saying anything to the contrary. But the fact is that at the beginning of that life's child lays a grave sin, uh, a a, a a utilitarian kind of using the child as an object. And people who've been conceived through IVF and are no adults speak about it, how they feel commodified and how terribly painful it is for them to hear or to, to think that they were conceived in a lab and not in the marital embrace of their parents. You know, they, they're telling us something here that we've been closing our eyes and ears to for the last 40 years. Well, and Marie, to your, uh, you know, a, a wise juxtaposition of 
um, we we are you know aligned with and we are devoted to i mean what what mother isn't protecting making warm guiding and making holy right the the environment of her womb and and the very initial dwelling on earth <laughs> of of her of her son or daughter and to pose that next to a lab somewhere where the lights where the lights shut off at 5 p.m. you know and the technicians of a physician or a nurse go home it, it is i'm really glad you said that uh, on the radio and and to know you know that it doesn't heal it doesn't console but it replaces you know what is what is a cross that that really is is up to our lord because it's his cross right that that needs to be healed and and carried not not replaced by you know uh, medical modernity or, or technology uh, so yeah. thank you for saying that um what what do you in your book marie do you offer i there are a handful i just one of my dear friends is involved with one of them but there's there's a handful of apostolates in the church that do invite right couples uh, to to encourage hope in them to guide their healing. Is that correct? And could you offer some of those for our listeners? Sure, absolutely. So first of all, there's a wonderful method uh, called the Creighton Model Fertility Care System in Nature Technology that was developed by Dr. Hilgers yes. in Omaha, Nebraska, and people have so much more success. Um, going there, it, helping them conceive naturally, and it's it's so much less traumatizing, and for them, we're not sinful um, than than IVF. So, I, I would definitely suggest to anybody going there. So, for example, eighty one point eight percent of women who had suffered from anovulation—that's the lack of ovulation—conceived um, very quickly, uh, or fifty six point seven percent of women suffering from endometriosis. Um, and that is a lot more than the 21.2 percent with the same with the same condition who managed to conceive through IVF. So, um, you know, I, I, I think <laughs> it's, it's a shame that that's not better known. Um, then there are different places to go to. For example, the NCBC, the National Catholic Bioethics Center. Mm. We, if you have any specific problems about what methods are okay, we're not. You can contact them. They've got a, a, a 24-7 line. Then there's um, Hannah's Tears that offers spiritual support for those suffering from infertility or miscarriage or stillbirth. So, and then I, I know there are a lot of little groups around, and, you know, you might be able throughout the U.S. to find close to you groups that, that try to support you or even Facebook groups that, that help you. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Marie. One of um, I went to major seminary in in, um, in St. Louis, and one of my w- one of the ladies who taught us um, the Creighton model was a coworker of Dr. Hilger's, uh, okay. one of his nurses, uh, who oh, cool. uh, at a lower level co-founded the 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 the. And my sister did teach it, uh, uh, at least yeah, the natural family planning method of of uh and fertility care of of what his great work dr hilders and really heeding the call of you know pope saint paul the sixth in um in bringing you know hope to teach to mm-hmm. men and women mm-hmm. that struggle with infertility mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so marie can you let people know where they can please. obtain your book um at please Absolutely. So you can get it at uh, Emas Road, which is the publishing house, and then, of course, the usual 
suspects like Amazon. <laughs> so it's, it's available online. And it's, it's called When Expecting Doesn't Happen, Turning Infertility into a Journey of Hope. Is that correct? Absolutely, yes. Awesome. And okay. I tried to keep it short so that couples could also give it to their families and friends to, uh, to make them understand, you know, what they're going through and what to say and what not to say because it's very hard for those surrounding infertile couples to know how to deal with this. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for being with us today. Um, we greatly appreciate that. You, you have some wonderful insight. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what else to say, but, you know, Give people hope, I think, more than anything um, yes. by reading your book, um, When Expecting Doesn't Happen. So yes. we appreciate you taking the time out. Again, we hope to get visit with you again. I think you have some really good insight on a lot of things. So thank you, Marie. Greatly appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Karen. It was a pleasure being with you. Yeah. You have a great day. God bless you. You too. God bless. Bye-bye, Father Craig. So up next, we'll get a glimpse of what it's like to serve at the St. Bernard Mission School. Um, should be an exciting interview. Dr. Mike Taylor's great. One of my professors at the University of Mary. Fine man that does great work uh, in so many parts of the church. Uh, as we head to this short break, listeners, please stay with us for our last segment on Real Presence Radio Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.